This is Mission Control Houston. Ignition sequence start. The reason I'm prepared for this position is because I've been preparing for this all my life. Our goal is to compete and, and really put a fun team on the court that really gets after it. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. We're very talented. I mean, we can go out there and compete at a high level and give a lot of effort. We can be a good team. Six, five, four, three, two, one. I wanted this win so bad, and so did the guys, but the Rockets unfortunately unable to banish the Lakers into the play-in tournament. What is up, and welcome to another episode of Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join myself and the Athletics' Ali Kambijani each week live to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and partner at Apollo Media, all Houston, all original. Be sure to follow along on Twitter, at JT Gatlin, the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, as well as at Apollo HOU. Rockets falling, heartbreak, just almost so close. We've said it so many times this season. Ah! 124-122, the final score in LA. The Rockets almost upsetting the Lakers on banner night as they hung their championship banner from their uh, Mickey Mouse title last season. And man, they just, like, before I get into the specifics, like, I'm just so damn proud of this team. And we're going to hear Steven Silas echo the same thing. But, you know, this is a group of guys, they're running, you know, multiple guys on on two-way deals, 10-day contracts, hardship, you know, hardship exceptions, you know, just... It's ridiculous, and they're just going out there and they're competing against a team that is, you know, was the was the champs last season. Now, yeah, look, you know, there's no LeBron James, no Anthony Davis, no Schroeder, no Caruso. The Lakers are missing key pieces, absolutely. The Rockets are missing half of their roster, like uh, more than half of their roster. They they don't they don't have anybody of their. They're missing three of their traditional starters. You know, KJ Martin's playing out of his mind, playing like a like a bona fide starter. But just, I couldn't be more proud of this group of guys. You know, they're they go out there every single night. They're fighting. I echoed this before. I don't remember the last time that the worst team in the NBA with regularity has gone out and had performances like this, where they are forcing other teams, good teams, quality opponents you know, to play hard all the way, almost to the final buzzer in some of these games. Uh, you know, walk away, walking away from this one, Kelly Olenek, 24 points, uh, six rebounds, eight assists, two steals, uh, six of 11 shooting in 25 minutes played. Uh, KJ Martin had 20 points, 10 boards, two assists, had three blocks. Uh, he had an insane chase down block in this one, which was so cool to see. He had a block on Andre Drummond. So add him to the list. And then he had one near the tail end of the game where he snatched the ball away from Montrez Harrell as he was driving into the paint. Uh, just some, some great defensive, uh, performance from KJ Martin. Nothing that we haven't been accustomed to as of late. Jay Sean Tate, 16 points, five boards, two assists. He's out there, clearly not 
at 100% and still giving it his all. He hit all three of his three-pointers in this one, including a clutch three at the tail end of the game. We're going to go through that kind of, we're going to walk through the tail end of this game and how that sequence kind of played out the final few minutes of this one, uh, but had the clutch three-pointer to bring the Rockets within two. Uh, and then off the bench, Armani Brooks, 24 points. Cam Oliver, 17 points. Anthony Lamb, 9 points. A career-high 24 points for Armani Brooks. So we're going to hear from some of the guys you know, in these later segments, but I want to throw it to Steven Silas right now and just like we'll hear his thoughts post-game on this one. It's definitely disappointing to lose. But, um, yeah, I mean, we were down 8. And we came back and we went up one. And it was, you know, a couple plays down the stretch. And uh, yeah, I'm proud. <laughs> I mean, I can't overstate how proud I am of this group and these guys, how hard they're fighting. And I got multiple guys out there just limping or <laughs> limping around. And, and then I'm walking down the hall from the coach's office to here. And there's guys in the hallway lifting weights and doing bands <laughs> after that game. So, yeah, I'm disappointed that we lost, but, I mean, the character of the guys and the fight and the, all of those things that I keep talking about, especially with the guys who are playing limited minutes because they've been just killing themselves over the last however many games – so proud. Like there was a time during the game where I was just had to stop and, and just shake my head at Jay Sean Tate and his effort limping around, trying as hard as he possibly can. And same thing with DJ Augustine and, and Kelly and then the young guys, of course. But I just had to tell the staff like, when we did our little meeting before I go into the huddle, like they're giving it everything that they have and I really wish that we could have won this game because they deserve a um a reward for it and a reward is more than me telling them how much I appreciate it and it's more than me telling them how much they are showing not just me but the Rockets fans and everybody, how hard they're playing. I just wish they could, could have gotten the reward tonight. So Steven Silas talking about the guys not being able to be rewarded for their efforts in this one, because I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, they battled, they really did. And to, to recap just the final few minutes of this one, uh, where the Rockets went on a 9-0 run to regain the lead and have a chance to win this game. They were down 121-113 off of a pair of free throws by Kyle Kuzma. Then K.J. Martin hits a three with two and a half minutes left in this game off a dime from Kelly Olenek. Uh, Then a minute later, some back and forth, um, some misses, defensive stops. Uh, Jay Sean Tate hits a very clutch uh, three-pointer off of another pass from Kelly Olenek, bringing the Rockets within two, 121-119. K.J. Martin gets fouled, sent to the free throw line by Kyle Kuzma. He only converts on one out of two, so the Rockets are within one point, 121-120. And then the Rockets force the KCP turnover. Um, It's an offensive foul. It kind of hip-checked, or I I think it was like he he pushed off Kyrie Thomas with his off arm. 
Um, so it's Rocket's ball. They have the ball. They have the ball, and they they come down. Kelly Olynyk, uh, calm, cool, collected, drives it in, draws the foul on Montrez Harrell. Goes two for two at the charity stripe. Lakers take their timeout. Rockets lead 122-121. And this was the possession where they 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 throw the ball in, and uh, unfortunately. It, it should have been a travel. It should have been a travel call. So THT, Taylor Horton Tucker, had the ball, drove it in on Jay Sean Tate, who played incredible defense. He had THT on Rikers. Like, just, you know, it was insane. You know, the highlights all over my Twitter feed, go take a look at it. Just superb defense. Nothing new, right, for Jay Sean Tate. We're accustomed to this. But, you know, for those who aren't, right, Jay Sean Tate is an absolute lockdown defender, and he had THT locked up in the paint, so much so that THT traveled. He picked up his pivot foot, and he was absolutely either you can and you can point to either him or Montrez Harrell, who were camped out in the lane for, you know, at least four or five seconds apiece. You know, so you know, pretty disappointing that the refs didn't catch that. Um, and then, you know, THT kicks the ball back out to Kyle Kuzma, who then has the driving layup, which winds up being the game-winning bucket for the Lakers as the Rockets come back down on the subsequent possession. They get the ball into Kelly Olynyk, and unfortunately, Wesley Matthews with the, uh, you know, defensive play of the game for the Lakers tips the ball away from Kelly Olynyk, and that was all she wrote, unfortunately. You know, and there were some people on Twitter saying, oh, you know, Kyrie Thomas should have been involved in the last play or Armani Brooks, you know, Kyrie was passing well and Armani was on fire. And we're going to talk about those guys, you know, in, in just a moment. Kyrie Thomas uh, with his 11 assists in this game and then Armani Brooks with his 24-point career-high evening off the bench. Yeah, they were having solid games, but Kelly Olynyk's your vet out there. I absolutely think it was the right play to have Kelly, you know, try to drive it in because, hey, on the previous possession, he drove it in and drew the foul on Montrez Harrell. So you just have to tip your cap to Wesley Matthews, who played really solid defense there. And honestly, it was a great matchup because it was a matchup advantage for Kelly Olynyk. So had he been able to, you know, get slightly better positioning on the drive, or maybe if Wesley Matthews doesn't quite get his hand in there where it needs to be, you know, Kelly Olynyk's at the free throw line, ice is two free throws, and we're talking about a Rockets win instead of a Rockets loss. So I don't dislike the play that was drawn up. I think it was the right play. I think they got it to the right guy. Sometimes things just don't break your way. So coming up, we're going to hear from the rest of the. We're going to hear from some of the guys. We're going to hear from Armani Brooks. Uh, we'll hear from Kyrie Thomas. We'll hear from Kelly Olynyk himself, uh, as well as kind of breaking down some of the rest of this game, some of the other uh, standout performances from this one. After a quick message from our friends over at RockAuto.com. So chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, whereas rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest possible prices, rather than changing their prices around based on what the market will bear, kind of like what airlines do. They have everything, and I mean everything, from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even brand new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And be sure, this is a really important part, be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball, talking about the Rockets-Lakers game. Rockets losing by just a bucket 
just two points. So painful. Uh, going over a couple of the Lakers numbers before we dive into the specifics on the Rockets, guys. Taylor Horton Tucker, Tucker walked away. Tucker? Tuck, I can't talk. Taylor Horton Tucker, THT, walked away with 23 points, 10 assists, uh, two rebounds, two steals, 9 of 16 shooting in this one. Missed all three of his three-pointers, but did go 5 of 8 at the charity stripe. He also had the game-winning travel for the Lakers. Um, Andre Drummond, 20 points, 10 boards. Rockets had a really tough time containing him. I mean, they just have nobody. Even when their roster is healthy, they don't have anybody to throw at Drummond. And this is something, uh, this is a drum ha, that I've been beating all season long is that they need to pick up this offseason, I think if, you know, they need to bring in some type of a big body dude just to have, you know, sitting at the end of the bench to throw at these bigger centers in the NBA. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, there's just, I think there's moments where they need to be able to have just some heft out on the court. And it doesn't have to be somebody who's going to play, you know, considerable minutes, but just somebody to throw out there, you know, in very specific matchups. Uh, and that's a drum that I'm going to continue to to keep beating. Uh, Kyle Kuzma off the bench had 19 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, had a steal, had a block, uh, 8 of 12 shooting. Uh, arguably, I mean, you could, I mean, either he or, or THT were probably the player of the game for the Lakers uh, in this one. But I want to take a moment and let's hear really quickly from Kelly Olynyk and his thoughts about, you know, this game, this team, and, and what it's like kind of, you know, the, being at the tail end of the season and and having so many new faces coming in, uh, you know, as as the season's pretty much almost wrapping up. So let's hear from Kelly Olynyk really quick. Yeah, I mean, I thought as a team we played well. I mean, guys came in off the bench, played really well in that second quarter. Um, you know, made a bunch of shots, got stops. You know, in the second half we you know, we battled. You know, got down a little bit, came back. You know, had a lead there late, and then um, you know, unfortunately, you know, didn't come out on top, but. It was, it was a good effort. You know, some some you can learn from, build on, and you know, just keep going. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. <laughs> you know, you're bringing someone in, you know, with, you know, basically 95% of the way into the season. You know, they don't know, you know, your systems. They don't know tendencies, players, chemistry, you know, none of that. You know, you're just kind of throwing them in the fire and, you know, trying to, you know, stir the pot and make it work. And, uh, you know, it's tough. But, you know, those those guys have come in. They've worked hard. Oh, they're 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 coming to play. Um, no, you can't you can't knock that for sure. Um, you know, Kyrie's been been great. He's been with us a few more games than than Cam. Um, you know, just giving us a lift. You know, scoring. Um, you know, defensively. Um, you know, he's been good. Uh, you know, really good. You know, I like what I see from him. And then Cam's been great as well. He was really good today. You know, especially in that first half. Um, you know, making shots. You know, finishing at the rim, getting over running defensively. Um, you know, you know, those two guys who are. They'll have a future. Going to keep working hard and um, you know, just just you know help them along their way in any way I can this last you know few games. So Kelly Olynyk talking about just you know the additions of Kyrie Thomas, Cam Oliver. Um, you know Cam Oliver had a really solid game, seventeen points, seven to ten shooting. Uh, you know I, I I like what he's bringing to the table so far. He had a you know pretty awesome three sixty dunk like early in the game, kind of setting the tone. Uh, two of five from the three point line kind of, you know, auditioning, you know, for kind of trying to make a case for the fact that maybe he should be back uh, next season. And it's great that the Rockets are able to kind of go out again, talking about like, you know, uh, talent evaluation, that they're able to find these guys and just kind of plug and play them. 
and just get them into the roster and say, hey, you know, you know, you haven't had a practice and you don't know what you're doing out there. You don't know the systems. You don't know the schemes. Just get out there and hoop. And the fact that they're able to find these guys and plug them in and see the results that we're seeing from some of these players uh, with, you know, little to no practice time, no chemistry between their teammates. It bodes well for what we're going to be able to see once Rafael Stone has a legitimate offseason without all the drama of, you know, two MVPs demanding trades and all this mess. And, you know, to, to get this team cohesive and together and have a formal training camp and all that, it's what I've been saying all season. And there's a reason for it, right, is you can look at all these different young guys that have stepped in to a Rockets jersey this season and been able to produce, and that's in part because of what the coaching staff kind of, you know, their philosophies, their principles, and how they kind of approach these games and allow the players to, you know, play the to become the best version of themselves. And then also, again, the talent evaluation part from Rafael Stone in the front office, being able to find these guys who can just go out and hoop, even with minimal to no practice time. And the other guy on that, you know, side of the equation is Kyrie Thomas, who was facilitating at a really high level in this game. 11 assists. Now, unfortunately... He did just shoot 2 of 12 in this one. Didn't hit a single three-pointer, 0 of 4 there. Um, Only walked away with four points in this game. But 11 assists and only one turnover. And played some really, you know, stellar defense throughout this one as well. And that's, you know, something that is important to me when a player realizes that they, you know, are struggling offensively. Or, you know, you know, they just don't have their shot right, you know, on a on a given night, they're just in a slump, whatever it may be. Can you impact the game in other ways? Right? Because there are certain there are some players that can only score the ball, right? They they're either they're they're just shooters, they don't do anything else, and when they're not providing their shooting, when they're not putting the ball in the bucket, they're not giving you a whole lot of anything else. It's great to see Kyrie Thomas, who is still going to be a plus defender when he's out there, even if the offense isn't coming to him. But even past that, the facilitating that he had in this game. In fact, I mentioned the 360 dunk from Cam Oliver. That was off of a dime from Kyrie Thomas, who was driving baseline as Cam Oliver kind of cut in towards the basket. And as as Cam Oliver's defender had to try to cut off the drive from Kyrie Thomas, Kyrie Thomas had a really nice bounce pass just right across the baseline to Cam Oliver. Beautiful delivery. And then Cam goes up for the 360 slam. Uh, which, first off, I'm just going to go on a minor rant here. Um, somebody quote tweeted that and was like, that was a dry ass 360. And like, can you not? I mean, for somebody who probably can't even like touch the rim, like, can you not like comment? I mean, it was, it was a 360 dunk in game. I don't care if it was, you know, not up to your stand, your lofty standards of a 360 dunk. So just get out of here. Um, don't even know who that was. It wasn't even somebody that was following me, so I don't even know what that was about. Um, but anyways, uh, so Kyrie Thomas, seeing him with the playmaking, with the passing chops on display, as well as still impacting the game positively on the defensive end while he was struggling with his shot, that's a great thing to see. So let's hear what he had to say after this one. Uh, you know, shots wasn't falling, so, uh, you know, I had to, you know, facilitate and do what I had to do to get myself involved in the game another way. And, I mean, Monty was hitting uh, Marnie Books was hitting, uh, Martin was hitting. So, you know, if they're feeling it, you know, speed it to the hot hand. I'll let them knock it down. Uh, still learning a lot of stuff, but at the same time, but you just go out there, play hard. You'll you'll figure it out and just roll with it. Post-game thoughts from Kyrie Thomas, who has been uh, a really strong presence in his short time with the Rockets. Again, making 
you know, kind of staking his claim for, you know, why he should be back next season. So coming up, I do want to talk about Jay Sean Tate as well as KJ Martin, as well as Armani Brooks. And we're going to get there in just a second after a quick message from our friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. We've got NBA playoffs right around the corner, and you can track all of that action and more over at BetOnline. So before the next pe- next pitch, head over to BetOnline. They've got MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, you name it, they've probably got it. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Final thoughts from the Rockets-Lakers game. Now, I'll start with I'll start with KJ Martin because, you know, recent episode, Locked on Rockets film room, if you haven't listened to it yet, go check it out. Ali Kambijani and I did, you know, we broke down uh, KJ Martin's recent success, growth, development, and his importance as a screener for this Rockets team in the first couple segments. Uh, it was a really uh, in-depth episode talking KJ Martin, but just his continued development, uh, 20 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 7 of 10 shooting, 3 of 5 from behind the arc. He's now shooting 40.7% from behind the three-point line on the season. That is insane that his season average is now up to 40.7%. You know, just it's it's been such a rapid growth development curve for, for K.J. Martin. I'm so ecstatic to see where he continues to grow and and develop and and how what his true ceiling is right we kind of heard the the Sean Marion comps a little bit um and I think that the ceiling might even be higher than that um but we'll see you know give him an off season uh you know let him you know work on his NBA body because again he's just 20 years old right you know he once he gets uh you know once he adds a little bit more muscle mass once he kind of builds up a little bit more uh you know gets more comfortable with the NBA game once he's maybe a little bit more comfortable uh shooting that jumper off the dribble i mean the the sky's the limit for this kid and the fact that the rockets got him and Kevin Porter Jr uh for essentially what was you know a pair of late second round draft picks it's just you know Rafael Stone continues to uh, impress as the Rockets general manager and, and what he's able to do as far as finding these guys that everybody else has looked over. So great signs for the future from KJ Martin. Jay Sean Tate continues to be an impressive force. Again, he's out there. He is not moving 100%. Like you just see him like after every possession offensively, like if he drives it in or whatever, you know, he's, he's lugging it back up the court, like not moving great whatsoever. The knee is clearly bothering him. He doesn't have the same burst or explosion that he normally does. And yet he's still out there giving it 110%. He was a plus 17. Jay Shantate was a plus 17 in a two-point loss against the Lakers. That is unbelievable. So, you know, his presence on the court cannot be denied. He contributes to winning basketball. And like I talked about with Kyrie Thomas, right? Throughout this season, we've seen this from Jay Shantate. 
even when Jay Sean Tate doesn't have his offense going, he still impacts the game in a variety of ways. He is arguably, in fact, yeah, I want to. I almost want to say, and you know, I think maybe Kelly Olynyk might take the nod here, but you can make the argument that Jay Sean Tate might be the Rockets' best all-around player, like most well-rounded player, when it comes to everything that he does on the court. I think Kelly Olynyk might take a slight nod there. It depends on how much more you value uh, Jay Sean Tate's, you know, plus level lockdown defense versus Kelly Olynyk and how fluid he is offensively. Um, but legitimately, you know, there's there's very few things that Jay Sean Tate doesn't do exceptionally well on the basketball court. And clearly one of those, as we've harped on this season, has been his shooting stroke. And that's, you know, num- the number one priority for him this offseason is to work on that. But defensively, rebounding, hustle, grit, effort, the playmaking that we've seen out of him, he does everything at a really high level. So even when he's not scoring the ball, which he was in this one, 16 points on 6 of 10 shooting, he's still able to impact the game and contribute to winning basketball. So the fact that the Rockets have him locked down for another two years, love to see where his career is going to go and how he continues to develop uh, under head coach Steven Silas. And then the last guy, the man of the hour, Armani Brooks. 24 points, a career high, was absolutely cooking in this game. 9 of 18 shooting overall, 4 of 11 from behind the arc, 2 of 3 from the charity stripe, had 6 rebounds, had an assist, had a steal. Career night for Armani Brooks. And, you know, I just, I I like to, you know, I'm I'm really enjoying what we're kind of seeing out of him because he did, you know, kind of start out really hot, hit a bit of a slump, and then kind of recovered and has gotten back to his roots. And it's just, for me, it's the confidence You know, he is so confident in his ability out there. The degree of difficulty on some of his shots, like the one where he, uh, you know, he had THT on him and he uh, took, it wasn't even like a full-blown step back, but he just kind of took a, like, it wasn't a rhythm dribble, but it wasn't a step back either. And he just kind of like separated himself a little bit from Taylor Horton Tucker and then shot the ball right over him and just drained the three. So... The degree of difficulty on some of his shots, you know, it's almost like he shoots better when he's, you know, better contested on some of these jumpers. But to see his growth and development, let's hear what he had to say after this game. Uh, Yeah, you know, a big part of just having success in this league, I feel like, is, you know, you getting comfortable and adjusting to your team and, um, you know, knowing concepts and just just being on the floor, getting that experience. And, um, you know, being able to get this this early in my career is a blessing. And um, I'm just trying to take full advantage of it. And um, our chemistry is starting to get a lot better, you know, even though the season coming to an end pretty soon. But it's good to have this, um, you know, this good stretch of this good stretch of us playing hard towards the end of the season. You know, once we got into the fourth, you know, we uh, we were in the huddle just saying, come on, it's winning time. It's winning time. And, um, you know, we started we gave up a couple of, you know, uh, fouls, a couple of layups. We had to tighten up some things. But, um, you know, we had a shot at the end of the game and um, the play just didn't go as it was planned. And they made a good play. You know, um, we don't care if we got five guys, you know, the game. I mean, the league might not let us play with five guys, but we want to go out there and compete. Um, We're not going to quit. We don't care how big, how fast, how anything. Uh, We're going to go out there and compete every night, and we're going to go out there and try to win the game. Love that fighter's mentality from Armani Brooks. Doesn't matter if we have five guys. We're going to go out there and give it our all. Love that mentality from him. Um, And that's the type of mentality that you have to have, you know, to, to make it in the NBA and – you know, I said a couple episodes ago, I'm not 100% certain on locking down Armani Brooks or Kyrie Thomas quite just yet on 
a long-term deal, um, mostly just because I, I, I think there's too many other dominoes that have to fall, um, you know, for for the Rockets to kind of see what the roster construction element of things is going to look going to look like this offseason. And they've got clearly right now in the pecking order, they've got three guards in the hierarchy ahead of those two guys uh, in John Wall, Kevin Porter Jr., and Eric Gordon. So I think there's some question marks surrounding those guys, what happens there. But I would very much like to see Armani Brooks and Kyrie Thomas back next season to see what they can continue to bring to the table. Um, and again, that, that U of H connection, uh, H town guy, love this for Armani Brooks, love that he got this opportunity and, you know, really hope to see him, you know, be brought back hopefully to, you know, Rockets like summer league. And then, you know, hopefully he balls out there, uh, makes another case for being brought back next season. It's a, it's kind of a feel good story, but he's also absolutely worth it because shooting is a commodity in the in this day's you know this day and age with the NBA and this Rockets team is a team that we have clamored for for years to have some bona fide you know sharpshooters and it seemingly you know we've got over the last few years it feels like we've always gotten like volume three-point shooters but never really any like true blue snipers um until Ben McLemore finally came along um you know, nobody that was consistently hitting, you know, over that 40% mark with regularity where you're just like, oh yeah, that's a guy you can't leave open or, or he's an automatic bucket. And it feels like Armani Brooks is trending that way. And I'd rather see him uh, have a career as a sniper in a Rockets jersey than for somebody else. So with that, that's going to wrap up today's episode. As always, thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.